0: Greetings and salutations. You've successfully arrived at the bloody disgusting network. Coming up next is something indescribable, tantalizing, and mind-numbing. Enjoy. Smug, confident, secure because you are sane. Do you know what madness is or how it strikes? seen the demons that surge through the corridors of the crazed mind, come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into
1: it. Let her rip to you. Exercise the terror from scum of the earth. Okie okay, dokie, folks. I'm Frank Manacci and I'm the scum of the earth. So who likes getting dumped? That's like nobody at last count. I've been dumped my fair share. I like to think I take it well enough. I don't really make a fuss about it. I don't want to bother people. I prefer to push all those feelings of hurt and rejection down and then have them like, you know, fire out at random inappropriate times. You know, like at birthdays or the dentist. Like a normal person, you know. Diane, my therapist, says that's not healthy either, but... Some folks aren't as well-adjusted, well, as heavily medicated as I am, and they can get kinda shitty about it. Fun example, my cousin Chris, uh, who hosts Sony Out With Me, had a friend who one time insisted on smelling his penis cause he thought his recent ex was sleeping with all his friends. People, well, men, <laughs> can get wild irrational about this stuff. In fairness, it's scary. The scary part is the thing I was forced to confront after decades of remarkably bad relationships, that maybe there was some things I needed to change about myself. That's never a fun thing to confront. But sometimes, certainly in my case, it's something that needs doing. Well, what are we talking about here? Uh, Entitlement. Is that what we're talking about? I don't know. I'm usually high when I write these things. I spent too many years being a deli clerk. Never stopped amazing me. And it never stopped amazing me that for something that should be on paper, a series of straightforward transactions is a near constant assault on your self-esteem. Most people are. Well, in fairness, most people are lovely, if I'm being honest. But a few, a few, okay, a lot, are some line-stepping motherfuckers. Oh, so I'm a person that tends to go up and down in weight a lot, right? I'm not talking like 5 to 10. It's not uncommon for me to gain and lose somewhere in the area of 80 to 100 pounds. Right now, I'm at 180 down from 270 last year. And that's not necessarily a good thing because now I have a ton of jorts I have no idea what to do with. I can't tell you how many times a customer, a person who I have no social interaction with outside of handing them food, would politely say something along the lines of, hey, you got fat, huh? Why did you put on so much weight? What happened? How do you not know how insanely rude that is? Like, what is the answer they're expecting? Like, oh, wow, right? I hadn't noticed. Ain't that something? And they're not asking out of interest or concern. It's to shame you. I started doing this thing, and maybe this is wrong, but they drew first blood. When they ask what happened, I would throw on some Disney eyes and say, yeah, that's a side effect of the chemo. Wait, wait. My mother is a cancer survivor, and I would never make light of it. But to see their expression change to the shock and embarrassment that was meant for you priceless. All these things and more were dancing in my head when me and Deborah watched Unseen. The wonderful thriller starring Midori Francis, Jolene Purdy, and one of my favorite actors ever, Missy Pyle. Two women form an unlikely connection when a depressed gas station clerk, Sam, receives a call from Emily, a nearly blind woman who is running from her murderous ex in the woods. Emily must survive the ordeal with Sam being her eyes from afar using video call. And with that, I'm so happy to welcome the director of that amazing film, Yoko Akamura, thank you so much for coming on.
0: Thank you for having me. Ooh. I uh, really enjoyed that intro
1: of yours. <laughs> I do this every week. I don't they get long, I start out like I'm just going to write a little quick thing about the movie and it turns into that every time. Love it. It's fun. Uh, so you went to an Oscar party last night and you brought your mom.
0: I did. I brought my mom. Um, She's in town from Indiana. Um, She came in town for my screening of Unseen and just kind of stuck around for a few weeks. So, yeah, we had to go to the um the Oscar Academy Museum and they were hosting their own little like viewing party. And yeah, it was super fun. How has the film been
1: received? I loved it. Have you been like basking in like the reception the film's been getting? It's
0: been really positive. Yeah. You know, you never know. You never know. So you just try to like keep your, you know, head straight and just like you know be be validated by just the fact that you got to make it but you know it's always a nice plus when yeah you're getting good reviews and we're so far pretty good on Rotten Tomatoes so fingers fingers crossed that that continues it's in good
1: So you got to work with Missy Pyle, who's one of my favorite actors. Did you, like, how involved were you with the casting? And, like, was that, like, a thing? Like, we need Missy Pyle, or is that, like...
0: Yeah, no, I was um, part of the casting process for sure. I pitched on the screenplay, and then once I was hired, we started the... um, I was already actually in New Orleans to do prep while we were doing the casting process, so it was really a quick turnaround for getting these people. But, yeah, Missy was an offer, you know? She's been in this game for so long. You know, you don't audition Missy Pyle. You say, Missy Pyle, will you please be my Carol? And she says yes or no, and thankfully she said yes.
1: Yeah, she's amazing and everything. Like, she's one of yeah. every time she kills it every time she's on. It's one of those things. Like, that's why I found the film. I found it on Instagram. Like, uh, I saw the trailer. Yeah, cool. I get sent a lot of, uh, you know, I guess because like that's what I what I do is like this, so I get yeah. a lot, sent a lot of horror, like a lot of stuff goes through my feed. So I always look at it and a lot of it, like I go, oh, whatever. But that I saw Missy Pyle was in it, and the trail looked amazing. I was like, okay, I got to get this. I got to get this director.
0: Yeah. Awesome, that's awesome. I'm glad. that I'm glad it came to your your feed. You never, I never know where things are going into the ether. You know, who's looking at it. So,
1: <laughs> how did you get involved with this project, or how did it come about?
0: Um, so I had pitched on a few different things at Blumhouse before, Um but yeah, once on the scene came to me, it was yep already written, they had already bought it. Um, it was going to get made as one of eight films that was going to be made for Epics. Came and pitched on it, told them my take, told them the things that I want to change, told them the things that I loved about it. I booked it. And a month later, I was in New Orleans.
1: Oh, so you guys shot in Louisiana?
0: We did, which I loved. I loved the crew there. It was, I, I loved the experience of living there and shooting there.
1: That's the tax credit hub for years. Everybody goes there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like that in Georgia. There's so much production going on in New Orleans that, um yeah, it was hard to almost like, there was, it was a shortage of crew because it was so busy.
1: Yeah, that and you know it's been coming up now. Oklahoma's coming up. I've been hearing things. No way, yeah, really. Oklahoma's a thing, yeah. Because of Tulsa cool. King, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff happening over there.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. I'm, I'm always waiting for Minnesota to up their game. That's where I'm <laughs> at. But they have a film commission, but they just, yeah, they, they don't have the right tax incentives. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's where everybody goes. All productions just chase those incentives. Yes. So when you were growing up, what was the film or films that made you go, I want to make movies?
0: You know, it was kind of like a, I definitely had those pivotal movies, but even when I saw those movies, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to make feature films. Like, it just seems so far away from accessible and like reasonable that my imagination couldn't even think that way. Like, I just really loved video cameras. I just loved the camera, you know? so, like from a young age, I just always have a camera with me always filming, always taping, always documenting everything. And so I just kind of followed the love of the camera, like little steps, uh, you know, at a time. So I saw movies like Eternal Sunshine, of the Spotless Mind, and, and you know Hedwig and the Angry Inch, and like fell in love with those movies and like also like Park chan Wook, you know The Revenge Trilogies. and all those things I see now absolutely influenced my aesthetic and my filmmaking. But back then when I saw those movies and fell in love with them, I didn't go like, I must be like them because I just didn't think I could.
1: What's your favorite out of the Vengeance trilogy? Mine's Lady Vengeance, which is not usually anybody's favorite.
0: Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. And not just because he has green hair, (laughs) but definitely Um, that one.
1: How many days did you shoot for? 22. 22?
0: 22 days. Yeah, it wasn't, um, you know, it's, it's not too bad. We went in with a 95-page sh- shooting script. Just, It's just really dense, you know. It's a dense script. It's a dense story. Lots going on every single scene. A lot of different beats. Technically, it's 21 because one of the days we got uh, rained out. So, yeah. Were oh, you guys shooting New during Orleans. COVID? Oh, definitely, yeah. We definitely still had a COVID protocol, COVID, you know, health team. I, I, you know, productions are still doing COVID yeah. health protocols. So, even though we're kind of out of the woods a little bit more societally, um, film productions are pretty much still doing it.
1: Going through your Instagram, I watched an interview you did on uh, LA TV. I'm not sure what the news show it was, and you. Yes, kcal. Kcal. You were talking about a program called Reframe Rise.
0: Reframe Rise is um, a part of Reframe, which is something that Women in Film and Sundance Institute created together, and it's really to um, evaluate films and like what's being made for equity. You know how many women are on the crew, are in key positions. You know as the director, and what's the representation like. And Reframe gives out like stamps, like oh, this movie met the standards of the of equity. So under that umbrella, Reframe started a two-year program to support mid-career women who are either cinematographers or directors and making sure that we kind of get to the next level of our careers and specifically in the like studio infrastructure.
1: Cause I, I worked at production since 99 and for the longest time, you never saw women in key positions. And actually, film yeah. sets for the longest time, unless you're a rich white kid, you really wasn't a good place for anybody else. Yeah, absolutely. Totally. And uh, it's funny, I stopped doing production like, and then went to editing. So I wasn't on sets yeah. a lot. But then a couple of years back, I, I started working in production a little bit more than I used yeah. to. And it's funny, I started seeing like a woman gaffer. I had yeah. never seen that. It was like, <laughs> it's like, yeah. like, you saw a, a ton of women ACs, but you never saw a woman DP. And that's right. I'm glad to see that's changing because it was like a, it was always like kind of like a weird boy. It really was. I mean, like I know people like, that's like the thing people say, but it it was like, I was there. It was like a total boys club film sets. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's quite literal. Yeah. I came up as an AC uh, for a little bit, a few years after uh, undergrad, I was ACing. And yeah, truly I don't, I never ACed for any female DPs or directors. Like I truly, everybody I worked, with was men except other yeah female acs now that i think about it yeah i'd see women
1: in key departments like art department you'd see that 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 was it but it was just like i worked in g and e for a lot of years and it was just Mm -hmm. like it was just funny, it's like there'd be very rarely see any women in G and A. And but they yeah. would, and like the guys would like get mad. It's like, oh she stinks, why is a woman here? And it's like, which is so disingenuous, because if you worked on a set with me, I was usually the worst person in the GNA. Sure. Department.
0: <laughs> I was yeah, just fun yeah, to yeah. be around.
1: It was just like yeah. I was like, I'm actually objectively terrible at it. Yeah. But. And now a word from our sponsors. Coming soon to theaters. I'm Professor Kansas Bowling.
0: I'm a graduate of the University of Teenage Studies earning my PhD in The Young Girl. This is a film for all you mothers and fathers and those who wish to be. Parents, beware. Lock up your <laughs> dog, lock up your, <laughs> up your I'm so ashamed to say this, but <laughs> you don't have sex with me. <laughs> oh.
1: oh well. A typical teenage runaway.
0: I love was new radiated like Bikini at He I said if I loved him, he was allowed to fuck my asshole.
1: Angel, you know that isn't what happened.
0: She's fucking dead, we're gonna fucking deal with it, okay? Should we take her to a hospital? No! no! You should model. Caged animals? It was, it was violent. Who learned to like it. By
1: the boy. We're here to tell you about how hard our lives are.
0: Being teenage girls. La 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 la, la na, na. Cuddly toys getting cancelled at a theater near you.
1: I swear this city gets crazier and crazier every day. They Oh jeez, we got a live one. Hey buddy, the English nobleman in my teeth told me something. That if you go to wnuf.vincartel.com, you get the out there Halloween mega tape. And other products. I bet you didn't know that. Did you know that the dust balls in my living room, they're there on purpose. Did you know that? Um, do you you want like a dollar or something? (laughs) You just throw a cat at me? (laughs) My god, are you okay? I saw everything. Yeah, I think so. I'll tell you one thing though. I'm not going to rest until I find out more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Mega Tape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. I can tell you that much. Yes, I too would like to learn more about how to purchase the Out There Halloween Mega Tape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. Me and my wife watched it the other night, and just she wants you to know that she was sobbing at the post-credit sequence.
0: Oh, yay. Oh, my goodness. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah. That sequence was like a last minute ad. It wasn't a part of the, there was no way in our schedule we were going to be able to like go to a beach <laughs> and shoot. It wasn't in the script, that post credit mm. sequence. So that's just something in editing, I just like, I emotionally just felt like very you strongly that you have to see them together yes, in one it's, frame. That's your you reward. Have to see yeah. Them. yeah. Yeah. It's like you set it up this whole movie where they're never together and then like they earned being together by surviving, you know? So I'm so glad that, yeah, your wife felt feelings for that.
1: I choked up at a weird spot. I don't know where it comes from. But anytime any scenes between mothers and daughters, I like my wife looks at me. She knows it's coming. Like we'll watch a movie. (laughs) And it's just my lip was stuck. I don't have sisters. I don't know where it comes from. But just stuff with moms and daughters. I just start just welling up every freaking time. I don't know what that is. You guys had a ball with set design for that gas station, which is amazing. I could I just wanted to hang out in there. Just because yeah. even though it's like a, a South Florida like place you don't actually want to be, but you made it so appealing to look at that it was so much fun. And it was I just tried fu- to
0: make a trashy Disneyland.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you I've seen you uh wear those shirts, like you're selling those shirts for that gas station. Yeah, we
0: made like uh we 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 had the art department, you know, help us out because they had designed that gator and we were like, that's that's we want to design a shirt for a cast and crew, like thank you gifts, wrap gifts. So the producer kind of helped me arrange it. And so yeah, we got a bunch of made for the crew, and we were all wearing them the last day. And so I had some left. So I was giving them away to people and stuff.
1: (laughs) Uh, One thing I really loved about the film, and this is the set. It's weird. This is the second interview I did this week where the films were a really brisk running time. Both 76 minutes. I just interviewed Frank Grillo's son for his movie he's coming out with. And it's 76 minutes. That is my that is a great length. Don't let anybody tell you different. That's like my favorite length. That's like the old TV, 70s TV horror film length or a Columbo episode length. And I yes. love it. that's yeah. my favorite length for anything because it gets you in, gets you out. The movie like moves. The whole film feels like a climax to a bigger film. If that in a yeah. good way. If you yeah, know what I mean.
0: totally. Oh, my gosh, actually, hmm? especially the opening scene kind of with um Charlie and Emily and like their their fight. We always said, like, yeah, this this could be someone else's ending of the movie instead of for right. us the beginning of the movie. Yeah,
1: you the guys did a great job of letting you understand the nature mm-hmm. of that role. You understand everything you need from that opening scene which is really well done that wasn't a question but i just wanted to say how much i love that yeah (laughs) i love the uh device of the split screen which is very effective and again the film's short but you're also you're you're doing split screen a lot which is giving you double the visual information at any given moment uh there's one edit in particular where midori exits frame and jolene enters which is Wow, that was great.
0: Good. Yeah, yeah. We had a lot of fun. So that's the stuff that I kind of incorporated into the script. So I I made sure those were designed and they were in the script. So everybody in every department knew that they were coming and we should all plan for it, schedule for it, make sure that it wasn't going to like fall to the wayside because Sometimes the design stuff can go out the window if, you don't, if you're don't you not careful because you're running out of time and you just need to do coverage. But thankfully, yeah, I didn't have to, you know, we did get everything that we need. And in fact, in post-production, we, we added more split screen, we pushed the style of split screen, we did, you know, more of the fragmented, different triangular shaped split screens. That came in kind of in a, that was a post-production invention.
1: Yeah, very effective. I really thought cool. that was great. What's next?
0: Next is I would love to do a theatrical film, like direct a theatrical film. I don't know what it is yet, but um, I definitely want to keep working in the genre space thriller space maybe even action um but uh, i'm writing a few different things um with few different people but also by myself and yeah right now is kind of a process of trying to find what that next thing is but hopefully again it's it's like a i feel like i'm on a really good path with unseen and, and whatever's going to come next I, I think will be kind of not the same but a similar trajectory
1: yeah, I'd love to see you with, like, a mega budget and take, like, yeah. the aesthetic of that gas station and put it throughout an entire film. That would be fun to look at.
0: I would love that. Absolutely.
1: With that in mind, is there a dream? Is there, like, a dream project? It's like, oh, if I had a ton of unlimited money, I would do this. <sighs> Or a pre-established like, character or something like a dream project of yours.
0: So if I was going to do like, a, if I was going to take a character that exists and do my version of it, I really want to do like uh, the Poison Ivy prequel. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I would want to do. I'm always looking, I love, you know, like glamorous women, but also who are evil. Like that intersection is very much my vibe. Yeah. That would be a dream project and dream character to work with. I think there's a lot of real opportunity there with, especially the like kind of the classic Poison Ivy to like turn the head on like what Fed the towels were right and like say something through their perspective and also there's this whole thing you know with her it's eco-terrorism right like that's what she you know there's so much we can talk about with climate change when it comes to her character and like kind of like trojan horse some of those topics into something that's like super villain prequel by her so that would be a fun one
1: Would you keep her relationship with Harley Quinn?
0: I don't know. I might go, I might be prequel. Like I might be pretty pretty earlier. Yeah, earlier than Harley. Yeah.
1: Do you like Uma Thurman's portrayal in Batman and Robin of that?
0: Oh no, I I love, I love those movies. I love them. I think they're so beautiful and glamorous. And like, even though it's certainly absolutely a femme fatale, like, you know, perspective, and it's certainly the male gaze. I love those movies so much. Like I'm, I love no one's, you know, films as well, but I'm ready for movies to be fun again like
1: <laughs> I, that's the so, i'm always ashamed to say that i enjoy those movies because it's like look they're big this is the level of this is the level of seriousness that i'm willing to take batman at actually i hate to say it, it's fun i know it's great that's a guy but it's a guy in a bat suit let's have some fun <laughs>
0: yeah i'm ready for the fun to come back i, I love Duma Thurman's at Poison at i just think that now we can like still have the glamour and the femininity and the power But talk more, like, let her have a little bit more layers and shades.
1: Who are some filmmakers you admire?
0: You know, I pull a lot from people like Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino and Baz Luhrmann. I like people who really use their cameras uh, and get a little crazy with it. Michel Gondry's music videos was actually, like, super-duper influential for me. Um, I think he had a split-screen music video that I loved. um, Sugar Water. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, where they go when two girls are like, going through a day and then it goes backwards. Yeah, it's a uh, Mobius
1: strip. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, I love yeah. that music video.
0: I, so that was, yeah, those really buried itself into my head.
1: I think that's all I got. Uh, yeah, that's a good, uh, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, thank hey. you so much for doing this. This is, I love the film. I really did. Yay. Oh, Midori Francis, another thing. I was hoping my wife would come home because she wanted this. thank you for yeah. the film. She loved it. Because Midori Francis, <laughs> my wife's a big Grays fan too. So she was excited oh. to see her in that.
0: Love that. Yeah, we shot. She booked Grace after we shot this. And then she got into Grace, and we're like, oh, like, wow, her profile just lifted a little bit. So fun timing.
1: Oh, you know, like you didn't cast her. It's like, well, she plays a doctor on TV, so she'll know how to play. this. It no, just...
0: she played Emily. She played our doctor before she played Mika. So like, oh, she hadn't funny. booked it yet. Yeah, I know. It's the it's the Midori Francis medical universe. Maybe someday Emily will go and work at the greys hospital and they, <laughs> they can meet and midori can play both of them
1: i'd love to see a sequel to this i don't know how you could do it
0: i don't know how we can we all joke about it like too what? truly joking because we have no idea but like you know we're, we're rolls flop or something i don't i know <laughs> it would be a funny thing
1: yeah because i love their chemistry that's the thing i want to ask is like their chemistry is amazing and uh, how yeah. was it like shooting that like was there a lot of rehearsal to get those beats because they're never in the same scene so how is that like shot that stuff
0: we weren't really afforded rehearsal time at all. Like, I mean, we shot this like a TV schedule. Like, we did not have rehearsal time. We showed up. Like, we had one Zoom table read, and then we showed up on set. Like, and we did not get to read the script altogether or anything until we got to set and we're like, here's a scene. So, you know, thankfully, they're both very experienced in TV. So they know that kind of fast paced schedule. And I'm also used to television schedules. And that's what was, you know, needed, demanded of us in this particular film. So, you know, what's funny, like even in the Zoom table read, which can be notoriously just the driest, like most ineffective way to have a a read, you know, all like the executives and producers are watching like, wow, like this. This was really. This is a really good read. Like the girls have so much chemistry already, even though it's cold, you know. So I, I almost feel like you know I, I did a good job casting, but I got really lucky that this duo just kind of really sparkled together.
1: Yeah, they they were fantastic together. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got.
0: <laughs> cool. It was, it
1: was... Hey, folks. Episode ran a little short this week, and sorry for no zoning out. But we got a lot of things in the pipeline. I wish I could tell you what they were. Big thing. Oh, we got a big thing we're working on. Uh, I wish I could tell you about it. But no. Ooh, I want to. But no. I had so much fun doing the holiday special. So I've been writing another thing that will probably be next week or the week after. We're not sure yet. I do have the title for you. Mike Bichetti, Werewolf Comedian. Oh, yeah. Get excited. That's it. I don't know. Sorry. <sighs> 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 yep, yep, yep. <sighs> nothing doing, nothing doing. Yeah, that's it. Goodbye.